Well, Ulysses, it's a Wednesday, and yes, we had a mailbag episode yesterday, but we're going to continue the fun with more questions from our wonderful listeners out there. Well, it's September. People want to be heard. They have issues. They have concerns. They have questions. And we hopefully have suggestions, comments, and or answers to some of them. So here we go. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Zambrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Lockdown Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockdownRays at gmail.com. All right, let's dive right into these great mailbag questions, just like yesterday, but different. Uh, this first one, from Brian Stark, he says, barring a collapse, what is the biggest flaw in this race team that needs to be addressed going into the postseason? They've been playing very well as of late, but what is something the team may need to work on or which players need to step it up or maybe a team-wide approach that needs to get better? Winning the division means a bye and a wild card most likely means playing either the Blue Jays or Mariners, both of which are also playing well. Well, uh, Brian, thank you as always for thoughtful questions that you provide for the pod and for listeners. Hmm. This one is, you're going to hate this one, Brian, because it can't be fixed. It can't. And that uh, is the lack of home run power. You read that my you mind. You can't fix that. You can't, you fix, can't that. fix that this year. You can't fix that this year. In the exactly. offseason, you may be able to fix it. Correct. But for this season, you can't fix it. But it's yeah. a problem, man. Because, and I'll tell you why it's a problem. Because we're recording this on Monday evening. The last home run by a race player was Yu Chang, who's now a Boston Red Sox. So it's been almost a week since the recording of this episode. Maybe the race went deep on Monday evening and Tuesday evening as well. Hopefully. But it is a problem. And it is a problem because nobody has reached 20 home runs with three weeks left to go. Yeah. Um, Not good. We were, we were on this, Kevin. We said 30, pff, no one. And then I think yeah. in the first couple of, uh, 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 of weeks, we're like, oh, maybe nobody even reaches 20. Like, it's not even funny. It's September 12th. Yeah. It's an when issue. When was the last and- time Brandon Lau had a home run, Kevin? I, I, I think you were in seventh grade. When Brandon Lau had his last home run. That's how young yeah. you were. It's a lot of factors. It's a lot of factors. Um, actually, John Romano with the Tampa Bay Times put up some really interesting stats because, yes, the lack of homers is a concern, but the lack of homers with runners in scoring position is also a concern. The amount of three run homers this year compared to last year fallen off the table the amount of grand slams this year compared to last year fallen off the table of course the injuries to 
Brandon Lau hasn't helped. The injuries to Mike Zanino hasn't helped, but who nobody could have, nobody in their right mind should have said that Mike Zanino would replicate what he did last year. Austin Meadows, everything that he's going through, he, well, he's no longer on the team, and you've got Isak uh, Paredes in his place. But the fact is, this team is, and I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it's just the dynamic of the team right now. You got a lot of really good hitters, really, really talented hitters, but they're not power guys. They're gap to gap guys. Wander Franco, yeah. Yandi, Mejia, Harold, David Peralta. He's been huge in multiple situations, but he has yet to have a home run to his name in over a hundred at bats with the Rays. And it's not like I'm expecting him to come in and, you know, second half of the season give you a 15, 16 bombs. Really, outside of that silver slugger season, he's, you know, been a 14 to 17 home run guy, but I would have accepted. I would assume maybe like three, four home runs at well, this point, something like that. I know it's not the half of the season when the trade deadline happens, so you can't just be like, well, just double it. Like, you can't do that. But if he had 12 by that poem, you were expecting, okay, yeah. I can see this guy maybe flirting with 20. Zero. Yeah. Zero so far. And again, right. I'm not going to tell him to change anything that he's doing because I think that his approach has been great for what the Rays needed, especially with men in scoring position. He always kind of seems to, to come through at least most of the time, um, which I know because of analytics, you're going to say, well, actually, it's about most of the time. But for baseball watching, it is because if you hit three out of 10, you get into the Hall of Fame people. So again, just context here. Um, so that would be in mind, Brian. It, it would be the power, man. It would be the power because, unfortunately, you can't fix that, and it's a whole team-wide issue, and it's not going to get pretty a- anytime soon. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest flaw that this team has, and, and you saw how quickly a game can get out of hand on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, yeah, Saturday maybe it was with a, a bunch of singles, but <laughs> on yeah. Sunday you saw a couple of three-run bombs, and that kind of deflates you pretty quickly. It really does. And again, I think this is something to somewhat be replicated in the offseason. Maybe it's going out. And I guess if there's a time to get Joey Gallo with the shift rule changing, maybe that's the time. Or again, we can talk about the pipe. I'm not even going to, I could mention names, but some guy who has the potential to hit 22 to 28 home runs, something like that, however they can swing it. Because it's not like, their prospects are big time power guys either. I see the Josh Lowe, the the Vidal Bruhan, certainly Jonathan Aranda. I, I don't see Jonathan Aranda necessarily as a 2022 20, homer guy. I see him as a 14 to 18 homer guy, but that's going to basically do what Yandy Diaz does from the left side. Maybe not as good as Yandy Diaz, but a Yandy Diaz, Manny Margot type. I, you don't have that big bopper in the middle. No, there, there isn't. There never is. I mean, that's why Nelson Cruz was such a like, holy crap, did we actually get somebody like this? I mean, that's why, right. because we've never had that. And and I think the last time we had that since Nelson Cruz was CJ Prone with 30 home runs um, and then DFA promptly. Uh, I, I yeah. We don't have that. The Rays don't have that. Uh, I think it's something to to approach during the, the offseason because, unfortunately, I think this has been going on. Um, this stat has been going around for like the last four years, which is you have to have home run uh, power and, and runs being created with home runs 
in order to be successful yeah. in the postseason. Like if you do not hit home runs, and if not a lot of your um, runs come by the long ball, by the ding dong Johnsons, then you're kind of you're kind of yeah. screwed. You're kind of screwed. It's really tough to manufacture runs in this day and age, even with a ton of athletic guys. And this isn't even getting to the point of the base running gaps that the Rays have been through either. That might be a part of the reason why they don't have as many three run home runs this year is that, you know, there might've been an opportunity. It's like, Oh damn, it's a solo shot or it's a two run shot instead of a three run shot or a grand slam, what it should have been. So um, yeah, it's, it's tough and it's something that quite frankly, isn't going to get resolved because uh, and, and that's something, like you said, you need in the playoffs, just one swing, one crack of the bat, and you can change the complexion of the game. Wow, we're up 3-0. This game's over. They're, the other team's yeah. not coming back after this. We're Hey, we're a playoff team. That means we have decent enough pitching to get through and, and hold that lead to, to some extent. So maybe the Rays need some blue chew. Maybe that'll give them a little bit more power. Who knows? Well, you you know, sometimes you got to have a little bit more confidence, and, and that can take you far in life, and that's basically what happens in the bedroom as well. And Blue Chew can help you with that, okay? That is where Blue Chew comes in because it's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises, okay? So when you want your Ding Dong Johnson to come up big with men in scoring position, well, you've got Blue Chew. They're coming in to score, and you are going to score as well okay the best part of it all, of it all it's that it's done online so no visits to the doctor's office no awkward conversations and no waiting in line at the pharmacy these tablets are made in the u.s and prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package unlike yours so today if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform chew it and do it and we've got a deal for our listeners, try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On to receive your first month for free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, the Colts could have used some Blue Chew. They needed to mm. score on Sunday night. Uh, this next mailbag question from Darren Hybert, good buddy. Uh, he says, having been shelled by the Yankees, what is the strategy for the Rays going forward? Option one, keep trying to win as many games as possible with a pipe dream of winning the AL East, ultimately fall short and play Toronto or Seattle in the first round with Houston lurking. Option two, do a soft tank job, prioritize rest and health, and go into October on a full tank of gas, try to slide to the third wild card spot to set up a matchup with some club from the AL Central and then the Yankees. Even though Kluber and Patino got rocked, the Yankees don't scare me like most other teams in the playoffs. Which option do Ulysses Neander and Kevin Bendix go for? There we go. Nice little twist there at the end. Uh, another A-plus email from Darren. Yeah, Darren always has A-plus emails, that's for sure. Uh, Darren, I would go with option three. Okay, option three, which is uh, not a soft tank job, not going for the division, 
but go yeah. for the first wild card spot. You want home field advantage. You want home field advantage. If you're a race listener, if you're a locked on race listener, and if you're a locked on race subscriber on YouTube, because you're awesome, okay? Um, and you've been to the trop during October, you know that it's mm-hmm. that it's not an okay place to be if you are an away guy. It's it's not okay. It is not friendly. It's not the friendly confines at all. That place is loud. Right. It can get rocking. And with those yellow towels, like it's it the whole atmosphere is it just takes you out to to cloud nine. Okay. And you have Blake Snell warming up in the in in, in the bullpen in the ninth inning because Jordan Alvarez is coming and you need Blake Snell to come in for the safe. Like it's it yeah. gets nuts. It gets rowdy. So that's the option that want they want to have that first top wild card and it all all starts with how this blue jays nine game series is going to go i mean five in toronto and then four in right and uh, in, in st pete so hopefully right now as we're recording <laughs> we are suffering okay through here it's the top of the eighth the rays are winning two to one on monday evening okay top of the eighth two out so Let's hope the Rays hold on on Monday. They held on on Tuesday, um, and we can have a, a happy end of the week. But that's what I would do, Darren. I mean, if you know, if I'm writing the X's and O's, is uh, win, win against Toronto, and then everything right. else should fall into place. Just beat Toronto. Yeah. These nine games, if you win, if you win six games, you should you should probably be in a good spot to take that that first spot. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the soft tank job when you have yet to even totally secure a playoff spot. Once you have absolutely locked up a wild card spot, then you can come talk to me about resting guys and getting more opportunities for your bench in the lower end of your roster and see who can kick it maybe on your playoff roster. But Hey, you do a little bit too much. Uh, you get a little too cute, and before you know what what happened, the Orioles came through, and now they're they're fighting for that third wild card spot. What's going on here? Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's um, it's it's a tough situation to be in, but I mean, just win. Try to try to win as many games as you can, and yeah, the the winning the division is a pipe dream, but that that first wild card spot isn't too shabby either. Now. If you had a preference, you know, just going to Darren's question as of mm-hmm. today, would you rather want the situation of uh, playing Toronto or Seattle and then facing the Astros, or you get to that third wild card spot, face a team from the AL Central, the the division winner of the AL Central, and then you would have the Yankees? Yeah, I mean, in on paper, that seems like the way to go right okay yeah. yeah beat the central team and then the yankees you've played well against them barring the, the the last two games they they have played the yankees very very well um i i i understand that part of the of the dynamic right. i am not going to choose yeah. that part of the dynamic it's just because getting to choose i don't like it i and besides it's already the playoffs like it's yeah. gonna get. Tough. This is playoff baseball right now, too. Yeah, and, exactly. And you're basically playing pay- playoff baseball right now, as it is. And you've yeah, got to. I, I want to see how you win. do in a in a two one game in the eight against the Blue Jays. Yeah. Exactly. How do you do with that with that crowd? 
I mean, you, you have to have that too, that experience. So no, uh, I, I know that the twins and I've, I've talked endlessly badly about central divisions, AL and NL, and I will not stop because I think those divisions are just yeah bleep and bleep. Um, but <laughs> I would rather just get home field advantage. That's, that means more to me and what, I, what we can do for those players because since 08, we've heard just the Longorious, the Mad Joyce's, the David Price's, the Willie Adamas, the, the Blake Snells, and, and, and now the Wander Francos. Yeah. All of them have said when the rock, when, when, when the trop is rocking, like it's, it's unlike anything they've, they've played in before. So they, yeah. we can give that to the players. And correct me if I'm wrong, as of this recording, so the Orioles are five and a half out of the third wild card spot to Toronto. The White Sox are seven out to uh, the Blue Jays in the third wild card spot. So if the Rays just went absolutely bonkers, saying mm-hmm. they go eight and one mm-hmm. against Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, could that not create a window for Baltimore to steal it from the Blue Jays for that third wild card spot? It could, have, depending on how how well the the yeah. Orioles play, right? I haven't, um, seen the, I haven't seen the Orioles schedule, so or nor the the White Sox schedule, so right. Um, I don't know about either schedule, but yeah, I mean, it could. I mean, again, yeah. you you ha- like like uh, what's his Aaron Boone, you know, slamming on the yeah. on the desk like we have it right in front of us. Well, I'll do it again. We have it right in front yeah. of us, all right? Race fans, you have it right in front of you. Look at the schedule. Got nine games against the, the, the Blue Jays. Got nine games. So, like, if you, if you just take care of the Blue Jays, that first wild card spot is very gettable. And I know the issue here is the Mariners, which do have the easiest schedule yeah. into October. But I don't think that's a good thing, man. I really don't. I really don't think that's a good thing. I think you want to be tested. I think you want to see what you guys are made of, you know? It's a good thing for them to playoffs for the first time in 20 plus years. But when you actually get into the dance, then it might be, okay, maybe we had a little bit too many cupcakes leading into the playoffs. But I think just for the PR angle of, I don't know, who knows, maybe this was some – some uh, smart maneuvering by MLB. Like we, at some point we got to get the Mariners into the playoffs. Like let's, let's get Julio Rodriguez onto a big stage. So let's make it. Hey, let's expand it, expand it playoffs. Yeah. yeah. There, there you go. Yeah. It's been a long, long time for, uh, for the Mariners for sure. But what's amazing too, and we go back to this is the Rays are still one of the best teams in baseball, despite missing a total of over 1,700 games by the IL. Players have missed over 1,700 games due to the IL. That's more unreal, more loss value than any other congrats. So literally uh, duct tape and bubble gum, and you're still in the position that you are, which should give you confidence. Uh, first wild card, second wild card, third wild card. You got in, you get in. I mean, who's really went through more adversity than the Rays at this point? No that could be something that, that carries you further. Sometimes it's better to be in that position than a team that had no issue whatsoever, uh, you know, breezing through a regular season and winning 100 games and then you kind of get uh, kicked in the face a little bit in the ALDS. 
Last yeah. question that we'll get to from Xavier uh, at Golden underscore Boy underscore X, and his He's question, back. Xavier, yeah, yeah, back again. Uh, his question is about another Xavier. Believe it or not. Uh, I don't think uh, they're the same, but you never know. Uh, he says, what is Xavier Edwards' future with the team? He will need to be added to the 40-man this offseason to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. Where does he fit in this team? Bench bat, or maybe he starts at second base and the team moves Brandon Loud at DH. Love the pod. Keep up the great work. Well, good to hear from you again, uh, Golden Boy, Xavier. Um, hmm. Mr. Edwards. What to say about Mr. Yeah. Edwards? Uh, well, his pop is definitely flourishing in 2022, uh, more than it has ever in the past. So take that with a grain of salt, but it has. The power has increased. Yeah. Yes. Do you it have has in 40 men? What? Yeah, a little context to uh, Xavier Edwards. So he, it, in his first 1,000-plus minor league at-bats, he had a grand total of one homer. And now in exactly. 300 at-bats this season with AAA Durham, he has five homers. So he's not, he, he's not the, the, the power savior that the Rays need for 2023 no. and beyond, but he has found a little bit more of his power stroke. In fact, I mean, some of his – his swings and highlights. I mean, some of I've seen balls straightaway center that he's knocking out two handed follow through swing. So it's definitely a lot more than he has shown throughout his entire minor league career. Exactly. So that's what I meant. Thank you for putting a, a numbers on, on, on my narrative there. Um, so yeah, he has somehow unlocked some of that power that maybe he does have in him. So do you add him to the 40? That's the first question I think it was. Add him to the 40? Yeah, I think you add him to the 40. Obviously, you're not going to lose him. Uh, does he have a future with the team? Possibly. Mm-hmm. I don't think anytime soon, though. Like, I don't see I don't see a spot for him in 2023. Not at all. Like, yeah. zero. Oh, there are injuries? All right, we can talk. But I think Vidal Brujan would have his hand raised up. I think Jonathan Randa would have his hand raised up. I know Xavier probably has a better glove than maybe both of those guys. Right. So maybe that gets him uh, a, a look. But there's also Taylor Wall saying, like, no, 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 I've been here. Don't take my, my bats away. I'm here. Yeah. I'm, you know. So anything could happen. I think with a guy that that's, I think, that far away, anything could happen between trades in the off season, trying to free up some of that 40 man glut that would, that, that they're going to have. Remember there was no rule five draft. So this year, so because of the lockout, so you're going to need to, to unload some of those guys. And, and that that's going to have to happen through trades rather quickly. And the window I think will close in December to have that 40 yeah. man locked up. So it's going to have to be November, a flash pan, like go, go, go. So I, right. You, 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 you say, what do you think is Edwards's future race? I say, I don't think he'll be playing with the Rays in 2023. No. And honestly, as much as, yes, I've joked about this guy, but if there's a guy in AAA that's probably deserving of a spot or deserving of a chance to make the 40-man roster, just like Jonathan Aranda was this season, Miles Mastroboni. 
I mean, I'm just looking at his box score and his stat line. There's literally, I don't think, anything else he can prove in Durham. Whereas Xavier Edwards, and I assume that he got hurt at some point this season. I think he did, actually. He's only played in 80 games with Durham. Five homers, six stolen bases, which I would expect a lot more stolen bases from a guy with his speed and just a 700 OPS. Um, yes, he very good defensively, making you see the highlights on Twitter, second base, third base. He can do it all. But is he an upgrade over Taylor Walls? I mean, really, this, this was the opportunity with the struggles of Josh Lowe and the struggles of Vidal Brujan and all the other injuries. Like if there was a time for Xavier Edwards to seize that opportunity at, I think he's 23 years old now at the AAA level, this was the time to show something. So I'm not sure. I, it's going to be tough because the Rays, they're always a 40-man roster crunch for them. They've got to add Curtis Mead. They've got to add Taj Bradley. Uh, Greg Jones is in the conversation. Roberto Hernandez is in the conversation. Xavier Edwards. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of guys coming off the 40-man, but you also have the 60-day IL guys that you have to make room for. So I could certainly see yep. a situation where John, uh, Xavier Edwards is, um, you know, package deal because you already have a lot of other rookie infielders that are trying to fine-tune their way uh, onto the major league roster, onto the 40-man, onto the 26-man. And Xavier Edwards, at least to this point, has not done anything to necessarily wow me and say, oh, yeah, he's an absolute must-add. I mean, maybe I think it just could be a case of running out of time with him and maybe Greg Jones. I mean, it's weird because Greg Jones is in double A uh, and he's actually not hitting all that great. But the tools are so salivating, cool. the, the power and the speed and, and all that. He's just not as maybe refined as a professional ball player. He's just the the freakiest athlete on the diamond. Well, the thing is with with the Rays, you might see like, oh, I don't see a lot of of shine. Like, where is the 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 the, the production coming from? Yeah, but my goodness, like they kept Taylor Walls this whole season up in the majors because of what he can do with the gloves. So. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Like, yeah, I mean, Xavier might not have the the the, the greatest OPS or batting average or home runs or anything like that with the bat. But if what we're seeing on the Twitter highlights is true and what he can provide with the glove, maybe he does. Uh, maybe he does make a splash. But I want to make something clear when I said he won't with the Rays in 2023. I meant with the major league club. I didn't mean right. as in like he's going to leave the organization. I think he's going to be kept within the organization, mm. but I don't, I don't think you, you, you have, um, I think it's more, let me say this. I think it's more likely that he gets traded away than he makes an appearance with the race before August. I agree. I agree. Like as much as Taylor Walls has struggled hitting the ball or getting base hits uh, with the Rays. Are we confident in saying Xavier Edwards can do that? Can do exactly. better than Taylor Walls at the big league level? And he certainly I, doesn't have as good of a glove, I don't think. So no. I just don't know if you have – do you have room for two Taylor Walls on your roster? I mean – When we're already talking about a team that needs – we need a, a thumper in the middle of the order. So let's Xavier put another Edwards ball tie first. 
Yeah, so let's put another glove guy there first. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to what the vision that we want to have this club to be. I, I, look, I know that he's not a power hitter, but I've I've, I've banged the drum for this guy before, and I, and I'll do it again. Michael Brandley. I know he's yeah. coming from an injury, but put Michael Brandley in this in in this lineup with Randy, with Wander, with Brandon Lau, with Isak, with Harold. I mean, that is a. a, a a yummy lineup right there that you start to think, hmm, this lineup can just go and go and go, and there are no holes unless you yeah. get to Taylor Walls in, in an away game. Yeah. It's it's crazy, too, where, um, you know, we've talked about – this is why we can't get so obsessed about prospects is we look at the rankings a year or two ago and say, oh, Xavier Edwards and Greg Jones and Taylor Walls and so on and so forth. And, I mean uh, – a third of those guys may not, you know, it, it, the, the hit rate is not all that high. Mm-hmm. Let me just put it like that. Um, so it is an interesting question. Who knows? Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a crunch. Um, my best guess is slap blank prospects, uh, slap blank prospect gets traded uh, elsewhere in the offseason. So, but are you, so today, what are you, are you going with? Are you leaning more towards he gets traded in the offseason or he's added to the 40 man? The problem with saying that he's going to get traded is that he needs to get traded in, in that window before the 40 minutes locked up. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it's, it's very little time to shop him around and to actually get a good deal. So then mm-hmm. I would, so if those are the only two, then I would say add him to the 40 man. But if you're telling me he gets traded all the way, up to spring training, then I would probably say traded. So that's, what happens to Miles Mastroboni? Does he get traded? I would love for him to get added to the 40-man. I think yeah. he won't. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting Hopefully. to see what happens. Um, Son of a bleep! That's not good. On that note, before uh, Ulysses yeah. blows a gasket, we better end this uh, mailbag. Uh, thank you for making the podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen be locked on MLB Prospects Podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Thursday. <laughs>